Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodem with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Eight months ago, we heard from Drew Brees after the Super Bowl 44 MVP retired from the New Orleans Saints and joined NBC Sports, the team that will televise Super Bowl 56. In between, Breeze has worked with Mike Tirico as an analyst on Notre Dame football and in the studio on Football Night in America. The duo also just did the Bills Saints Thanksgiving night game, and Tirico highlighted the versatility Breeze has shown in his first year, providing analysis behind a desk and in a booth. We've done seven Notre Dame games and probably a dozen studio shows here uh, in Drew's early start in the business. And I, I just think it's been really great to watch how hard Drew has worked at this because he's doing something that's unique. He's coming in and being a studio analyst for the NFL and calling games for college. And I think most of you know that's really two different skill sets and obviously very different pools to jump into. And uh, it's been a blast. I've learned so much watching games with Drew, talking, traveling, all that stuff. It's been fun. As a broadcasting rookie, Breeze has enjoyed working alongside the veteran Tarico. I reciprocate all those feelings about you as well. Um, it, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure um, to have the chance to work beside Mike here broadcasting these uh, these past seven home Notre Dame games. Um, have certainly la- learned a ton and have really had a lot of fun doing it. One of the most prolific passers in NFL history has applied his playing work ethic to his time behind the mic as he explained his process and the role he's played for his new team. I have a job to do. You know, I'm, I am a broadcaster for NBC and um, they're, listen, I love the game of football. I love broadcasting the game of football. And, um, you know, my job when I'm in the booth is to try to articulate the game in the best way that I possibly can to the fans, exactly what's happening on the field, Um, to be very impartial, to talk about both teams the exact same way from the perspective of, listen, we'll have, we'll have storylines. We'll have, um, you know, personal interactions that we will have throughout the week, you know, with, with players, with coaches, um, you know, talk big picture, um, you know, obviously focus on what's happening on the field. And, and try to dive deeper into some of the explanation of, of that, um, you know, give fans some great insight into, you know, my knowledge of the game, you know, from, you know, being in that Saints offense for so many years and, you know, knowing a lot about Buffalo's offense and defense as well from my film study. So, listen, at, at the end of the day, I think that's that's really what, what fans want is, is they want a deeper dive and, and great insight into into what's happening Um, on the field, and not for us to take away from it, but for us to add to it. Tariko recalled a turning point for the Bills and Josh Allen two Thanksgivings ago and how Buffalo and its quarterback's fortunes have changed. Breeze weighed in on Allen's role in the franchise's rise. I can tell you that I remember being in the press box uh, getting ready to call uh, the Saints-Falcons game, Drew playing, of course, in 2019, watching the Buffalo-Dallas game, usually, you know, when we do the night game on Thanksgiving, you watch that afternoon game, the Lions game at your hotel, then head over to the stadium and catch as much of the the second game as you can before you start really the last few minutes before your game getting ready. And we're watching Buffalo just empty out the playbook, man, and just do everything, right? That was one of those when you saw the schedule come out that you go, they're really going to put Buffalo and a second-year quarterback in Dallas on Thanksgiving? 
And they were ready for the moment, right? They had a great season. I, if memory serves me right, they were seven or eight and three going into that game. And that was a real statement uh, to do it on that stage against the Cowboys. Josh was terrific. And, you know, he scrambled a bunch, you know, maybe you know, just under a dozen times or so. Singletary ran well. Cole Beasley going back to Dallas had a big game. Uh, and all the, all the players who needed to step up stepped up and without a doubt got everyone's attention for how good that Buffalo team could be. Um, and I think we saw that as they went on into the rest of that season and obviously last year that you know, Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is a stage where you do things and it's remembered for a long time. Anytime somebody blocks a field goal, now you take Leon Lett, don't touch it, right? Uh, you know, so that, that, that stage is a big one in the NFL. And the Bills stepped on it in Jerry world and have been right center stage in the NFL since that point. Now you get a little adversity and uh, you feel the pressure that the Dallas's, the Pittsburgh's, those uh, flagship franchises feel on a regular basis of what's wrong with the, uh, with this team. If they go through a little tough patch. When they made the playoffs and they go to Houston, I know that resulted in a loss, but, but down, down the stretch there in that game, you know, he, he made some plays that really, really gave them a chance that, you know, to, to, to potentially win that game. And that's when, that's when I, I think I recognize from, man, from an athletic perspective, there's, there's really not many guys like that. Um, he's got some really rare athletic traits and, you know, combined with a big arm. And, you know, once he develops some experience um, and, and they really have a chance to build that offense around him, you know, he's, he's going to be able to, to, to really do some things. And, you know, sure enough, uh, last year, you know, he, he put a lot of that on display. And um, I know this year has not been quite as consistent, you know, and they're going through some, some pains, but I think that's all part of the process as well. He's, um, he's definitely shown a lot, though. Taking it back to the studio and providing a peek behind the curtain, Tarico explained how the Football Night in America crew broke down the Chargers' comeback against the Steelers a couple Sunday nights ago, and Breeze shared some of the analysis you might have heard had he been on postgame. We leave at the end of the third quarter, so we, uh, we're heading back to the hotel thinking that the, uh, the game is in hand for the Chargers, and then the Steelers start with the block punt, and uh, you know, we have our group chat and our text chain, and we're going back and forth with me and Tony and Drew about what's going on and where did this offense come from. It was a heck of a fourth quarter. I mean, as entertaining a fourth quarter as as we've had all year. But I, I would I would say that's one of those games that shows you a little bit of what Drew said in our studio show. There's just a different feel around Brandon Staley that you know maybe the the way the Chargers lost games like that in the past uh, is starting to turn a little bit. That that's one where you know, you've seen the Chargers lose in that script a dozen times. And to get one of those to stay right in the thick of things, have a big head-to-head tiebreaker, impactful victory over a Pittsburgh team that will be battling for our playoff spot as well, uh, that's a huge win, uh, engineered especially with that big throw from the guy who Drew thinks so much of in Justin Herbert. Yeah, and, and, and I'll pick up there. You know, there's – there's, there's very few teams where, where you, where you truly say they always have a chance, you know, and based on the quarterback. And I think the chargers are one of those teams. Um, when you have a guy like that, who, 
can has so many physical tools, but but I think what what you're starting to see too is just with more and more games under his belt, a, a level of maturity and just the way that he's playing the game. I, I thought there were so many plays last night that were indicative of that growth as a young quarterback. You know, how many times did he take off and run on third down to to get a to get a first group down to keep a drive, you know, going um, in a game where I think he knew that they had to be really efficient. Um, you know, knowing that, you know, their defense has been struggling a bit and, you know, the Steelers have a chance to to make some big plays as well, which they did, you know, down the stretch. Um, but, you know, that that throw that he made to to take the lead there um, after they had lost it in the fourth quarter um, was <laughs> like, I, I wish we were looking at it together on film because I, I know the play because I know their offense. It's Joe Lombardi, right? He was our quarterback coach here with the saints when, when I was here for so long and it's the same offense, but like I'm watching his eyes and the replay and the way that he peaks the safety and he knows the safety's not getting to the deep half. Like he's supposed to, he feels the corner jump the slot route. So he knows he's got Mike Williams, you know, down the sideline and he's got the arm strength to get it there before the safety can get there. Like just all these things that like you have to assess in a split second as a quarterback and yet just, it's like mastery, you know, like, and, and when you see it and it all comes together, you're like, man, that's it. Like, um, but at a critical situation too, that was, uh, that was pretty impressive. And again, he's just one of those guys that, you know, they could be down by 14. They could be down by 17. Like they've always have a chance because they've got a guy like him who can just make plays all over the field. And, uh, you know, offensively, they're just so explosive. Staying in the AFC West, Breeze broke down the season for Raiders signal caller Derek Carr. And he talked about how Carr's offensive coordinator served as quarterback coach for Breeze at Purdue. It's obviously been been a tough, tough season with, with all the circumstances for the Raiders. Um, you know, I, I thought they started off uh, really, really well. Um, I think Derek Carr was was playing some really, really good football. I and mean, I, I can recall us sitting um, in the studio, you know, those first three weeks watching the Raiders play and uh, specifically watching Derek Carr um, and just saying what, you know, how good he looked and how comfortable he looked. And, you know, they just seemed like they were really, really um, kind of hitting on all cylinders as an offense. And, um, you know, I, you know, Greg Olson, Greg Olson is, is now the play caller and um, has been in the NFL a long time. Greg Olson was my um, quarterback coach in college for four years. He's been one of my mentors. He's been, um, I've had such a great relationship with him for you know, almost 25 years now. And um, I, I, uh, I think wherever he's gone, he's been very well respected and really done a great job. And um, certainly seems like him and Derek Carr have a, have a great relationship as well and a great rapport. So um, you know, you, you hope that, that for them as a team, you know, even despite all the circumstances that, you know, down the stretch here, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to, you know, kind of pull it together and, 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 and put together some, uh, some good wins and, and, and get back in, in the race there um, in the AFC West. I know that's a, that's a tough division. It's, it's only getting tougher with the way that the Chargers and the, and the Chiefs are playing now. Breeze discussed Baker Mayfield's frustrations in Cleveland and provided guidance for the Browns' QB. They've had some variables this year. Um, obviously, the I think the toughest part is when the expectations are so high, you know, which they were coming into this season. I think everybody kind of had them pegged as being a top three AFC team, you know, and, um, man, they've had their fair share of injuries and just various things happen that have certainly affected that, you know, maybe some of the, the internal stuff with, with OBJ um, as well. Um, 
And I think a, a defense that's still kind of trying to find itself, you know, a little bit as well. Um, I think we know who they are offensively. Um, you know, they're a they're a run they're a run first offense, and I think we've seen that when, you know, when Nick Chubb is healthy and when they got that that uh, that run game going, man, they're 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 a really formidable team. Um, but it kind of starts there, you know. I think for for Baker, listen, I, I know what it's like to to have some of those injuries you know I've probably had a lot of the same injuries that he's dealing with right now you know and they're no fun and, and do they affect you yeah they affect you you know they affect your weekly preparation because you got to spend so much time on your you know your rehab or your prehab or just taking care of your body and just getting to Sunday you know but um, at the end of the day you know there's a different way to win each week and even though there's times where you know you may not be 100% or you may not have your a game or or all of the, you know, the tools in the toolbox, you know, you just, you, you got to find what you do have and find a way to go out there and, and make it work to get you to win, you know, and there's a different way to do that each and every week. So I think, um, I think we're going to learn a lot about them uh, over the, over the next, you know, the remainder of the season. Um, they've obviously have some tough divisional games coming up. And like Mike just said, you know, that, that division is very, very close and they could be right back in it very quickly. So the story's yet to be written there. I think for them, it's just a matter of tuning out all the noise and just focusing on the business at hand. Breeze shared a personal connection between his son and Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, and his admiration grows as the team revolves around the former MVP. From watching him over the years, um, man, there's not a more competitive guy. Like You can feel that when you, when you watch the game. Um, I've had a little interaction with Lamar just from uh, uh, a Pro Bowl a few years back. In, in fact, my, my oldest son, Balin, was a huge Lamar Jackson fan. And so it was like his dream at the time to meet Lamar. So I had a chance to bring Balin in and, and meet Lamar um, before one of their practices. And Lamar signed a helmet for him and um, kind of got a chance to spend some time with him. So it was actually actually pretty cool. But um no, I, I, I've admired, I've admired his, his journey thus far and kind of watching that offense be built around him and his skill set. I mean, he has got such a unique skill set and, you know, with everything that they went through too early in the season with, with losing so many guys to injury, especially running backs, I think it just goes to show that, you know, that offense revolves around him, you know, and you, know, you can plug in a lot of other pieces, you know, as long as you've got him, you know, he can make it work. Um, and, you know, they've positioned themselves really well in that division now. Before we go, Breeze addressed Tua Tonga-Vailoa's first two years, saying it's too early to tell Tua's future. It's tough when you start making judgments on a guy with so with still so little, um, um, you know, game action. You know, I mean, from last year to this year, and obviously he's battled some injuries along the way as well. Like, there's times where I watch Tua and – Man, he plays really, really well with the exception of maybe just one or two plays in the game. And unfortunately, those one or two games was a was a pick or a, or a negative play or just something that, that, that impacted the game in a way where, man, it was a close game. And all of a sudden, you know, that became a little bit detrimental. And listen, I think that every young quarterback goes through that um, where you you really have to learn at the NFL level, you know, what it takes to win, but more importantly, what it takes not to lose. And, you know, I would say just the Dolphins overall, you know, over the last two years, um, they're a young team, you know, and they're a team that's still learning and growing and, and kind of developing, 
you know, who they are and, 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 and how to, how to win, or more importantly, how not to lose. And, you know, they're, they're in a tough division with Buffalo and New England, right? You know, so they've, uh, they obviously have, have those guys to contend with, you know, on an annual basis. But I, I think, I, I think it's too soon to make any judgments um, on Tua, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate that all that's been swirling in the air around him, you know, even at the start of this season, you know, there was all this talk about how Miami was going to be making the trade for Deshaun Watson, you know I mean? For a quarterback to have that going on uh, in the periphery at all times, um, you know, it, it, it's tough when, when you don't feel like you, you've got, you know, everybody really buying into to you and trying to build it around you, you know? So it's, it's a tough, tough situation for him, but he's got to worry about the things he can control and just focus on helping his team win each and every week. I think their defense is playing a lot better just from what I've seen over the last two weeks. I think they've kind of found their rhythm. You know, they struggled early on in the season when expectations were high, but I think they're starting to find it a little bit. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.